today we have Beth Davis joining us. So we're so excited. Uh, let me give you a little bit of her uh, bio for you so you know who is on the show today. So Beth Davis is known as the doctor, uh, as Dr. Purpose and the intuitive purpose catalyst to global leaders, especially the ambitious healing artist entrepreneurs. Using her intuition in 23 years in business, uh, she helps you unleash your life purpose. So we're really excited to have her on the show today. We will cue the theme song and then we'll bring her on. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Beth, it's so exciting to have you here. We have been looking forward to this for a while. So I know. Hi. I'm really glad to be here. It's an honor. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Um, well, we're excited to dig into uh, your business and the behind the scenes and um, just help our audience, right? Help our audience mm-hmm. with all the amazing things that you're doing and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to start with this. Uh, we love to ask all of the people who we interview about their rabbit hole moment in the end or in the intro, we talked about, um, going down that rabbit hole. And for us, you know, we got introduced to click funnels. And to Russell Brunson, not sure if you're familiar with that, but a lot of our, our listeners are. And then we just went down that rabbit hole of marketing and getting into our business. And that was kind of our rabbit hole moment. And so what was your rabbit hole moment for your business? Oh, that's a great question. And, you know, a little name dropping for you. I used to be in the same mastermind group as Russell. Oh, awesome. And, and Ryan Dice and all those nice. guys. I'm not wired like those guys. So I'm more the uh, marketing messenger for the person who wants to have some systems, but but keep it simple. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I have three webmasters, so I don't I don't build anything myself, you know, at this point because yeah. of the rabbit hole. Uh, so I'll tell you about that. I had um, started my business in my late 20s. And I got a loan from a family member. And the very first thing I did was buy a laptop and hire a bookkeeper, which is two very good decisions. <laughs> and then the next thing I did was I did a trade with someone and I did uh, uh, some coaching for them around their purpose, which is my main focus, right. uh, the theme of my business, helping people find their purpose. And then she helped build my website. And I was off, you know, off to the races, so to speak. And that started my coaching business. And it was just kind of plodding along. So then I realized I needed to build in coaching packages. So I studied Robert Middleton, who's amazing. And I studied, oh, God, Kevin. Oh, God, I'm blanking on his last name. Oh, that's so frustrating. Sorry, Kevin, if you hear Um, because I would give a shout out to him. I can see his face. I'm blanking on his last name. So there were not, and Fabian Fredrickson, and there was one other person, of course, watching Tony Robbins since the late 90s. So there were a number of people that were very instrumental that, in a sense, helped me create a strategy call structure. 
So that was the first simple system I put in place. And I typed it up and I put it right by my computer. And whenever I had it, at that back in the day, I was having phone calls on the landline, but I usually have my computer there. And I would have the script and I followed it to a T. And I started tracking that when I didn't follow the script, I had lower sales, I had lower enrollment, <laughs> right? But when I followed the script, I had better enrollment. And then of course, eventually I, you know, I got the script memorized and the process memorized. And um, I have a sales team now, so I don't even, I, sometimes I do sales calls, but not much anymore. Granted, I've been at this almost 24 years. So I, you know, to any new business owners listening, I started out charging a hundred bucks a reading. Um, I was probably making, Within uh, three, four years, I got myself up to about 8,000 a month. That's how long it took me because I was trying <laughs> to do everything the hard way. So I did learn the closing, you know, not closing. I can't stand that word. I, I don't close people. I help people make a decision, right. legitimately make a decision. And I don't do, I don't address objections. I don't try and close the sale. I don't even have that crap. I don't do any of that because you'll get too many refunds. My goal is to genuinely help people not get their money. It's just not. And you right. know what happens when you operate? You know, you all operate that way. When you operate from service, that's the biggest system of all. Yeah. Right? I answer to God. I answer to Mother Nature and I answer to myself. That's my number one system is I trust myself. And so it, it did, I didn't initially, but I learned to trust myself. I learned to trust my instincts and I learned to not compete or compare with anybody else. Just take what is correct for me and then let go of what isn't. So the first tactical system was that strategy call, but then I started learning other stuff. And so this was the rabbit hole. I did one of those big launches. You know, it cost me, I don't know, 150 grand and I, I made professional videos and there were like 1800 emails. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> and, um, I, we did our first launch, the company, and I say we because I have a team, right? It wasn't just me and my affiliates. We did our first real official kind of, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Product launch formula, Jeff Walker product launch formula launch in 2010. And I did a mini launch to test it while I was on vacation in Paris. <laughs> yeah, I, I took myself and my husband on a $12,000 two-week vacation to Paris because the business was doing really well. I said, let's go to Paris. He's like, all right. And he was helping. He had his own business at the time. He's my ex-husband. We're, we're good now. But but we were, you know, we were biz in business on uh, my business and then he had a business. Anyway, so I'm in Paris. And I have no internet in my Airbnb or whatever it was at the time. And so I went to one of those internet cafes where you give a credit card to get internet. Remember that day? <laughs> you like pay at the internet cafe. So I found all the internet cafes in the neighborhood. I found the closest one. And I went down there to check my stats and I made 50 grand <laughs> in one week doing a mini launch just myself of, of this product. And I was like, ooh, this has legs. So then I reached out to 10, just 10 affiliates, and we did it. And I just remember being so exhausted at the end. And we, we grossed about 350 grand, which was lovely. Um, but about 70% of it went to affiliates and expenses. And, uh, and I was like, I could get three private coaching clients for this. Like, this is, I don't know if this is the best use of my time. I don't know if I really am a product 
formula person. <laughs> so that I was so overwhelmed. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I, this is quite what I'm supposed to do. Um, and then I learned about this thing called an affiliate manager, which is a system in a person. So the best system there is, is other people. And um, in my coaching at Glazer Kennedy, you know, the marketing school where I met Russell and Ryan Dice and, um, oh God, there was one guy in our group, blanking on his name. He had 2 million people on his email list. And often I was the only woman in the room. So I really, I learned all this stuff about marketing and I learned all this stuff about complex funnels and all the rest of it. And I still don't do hardly any of it because I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to do it. So right. my, my ultimate system is answer to yourself. My ultimate system is do, design your business around yourself. Now, someone like Russell Brunson, who I know personally, he's a friend of mine. Russell has a very special brain that very few people have. Okay. So they try to be like Russell. He's an Olympic champion, you know, Olympic level wrestler that <laughs> he's that guy. He's that guy that's like, I'm going to go to the Olympics or you know, I'm going to build a wrestling studio. And then he does it. I don't even know how he does it. He just says it. And then, uh, you know, I'd see him three months later. Oh, yeah, we bought the building and the equipment's there. I'm like, Russell, I, what? So yeah, I'm like, okay, good for it. I was just, I would just watch him in awe, just say, you know, I'm going to build a mountain. Like, poof. And there'd be a mountain. So, I, you know, I think, I think, and then I'm going to climb it in two hours, you know, ooh, and uh, hi, hi, this is Russell reporting in from the top of Mount Everest. Yep. It only took me two hours to get up here. No, I climbed myself. I had some Sherpas, but I, you know, that guy. So, so the, the main thing I'd say to your, everyone watching, you know, what's your, what's your main um, view, listener viewer to your podcast? Are they, you know, how long have they been in business? Do you know? Um, they're newer in business, yeah. newer in business. Right. So, so I'm going to frame all my answers to me starting out in business because it's, it's 24 years ago. Right. And so the people, one of the challenges I learned from Dan Kennedy is this, he would say to the group, he'd say, one of your problems, he's very direct, you know, one of your problems, and he's, I call him the creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, which I think he would appreciate, you know, right. one, of your, one of your problems, you know, one of your problems is you all try to have your client come to where you are instead of being where your client is, you know, something like that. And I was like, he's right. You have to meet the client where they're at, what the conversation in their head, their worries their concerns, their fears, right? You're going to start there with the worries and concerns and fears. And then what are their desires? What are their goals? Um, where have they failed in the past? Where have they succeeded in the past? Uh, all those different things. And really meet your ideal client. Now, my clients, most of them aren't beginners. They aren't. So they're, they've been in business for a while. But um, if, you're, if most of your demographic are people saying, oh, I have an idea for a business or they've been in business, you know, one to five years, um, I have found it's helpful if I'm speaking to someone in that in that phase of their journey to bring myself back there, to remember all the trials and tribulations of what I went through. So for me, the rabbit hole was, I'm not techie and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right? And I have permission to just not care about being techie. 
Right. Because Russell and Ryan Dice are techie. <laughs> they are. They have techie mathematical brains, you know, and everything's right. math after all. And and, and, <clears throat> and Dan and Bill Glazer, who worked originally worked with Dan Kennedy, they partnered and then they, you know, they went their separate ways. He would always say, marketing is math. And as I've learned through my life, everything's math. <laughs> it is. Everything's math and yeah. everything's love. And you have to put the best system is to put self-love and love of others through giving your gifts and service. And I mean this 100%. I'm not saying this because it sounds nice. It is the keys to the kingdom. If you put love and service and care and real support before your ego needs, your ego is always going to want what it wants. It has these goals. Oh, I want my mansion. I want my Tesla. I want my, I want to be on the cover of Forbes. It's all nonsense. It's all ego nonsense. And it will never make you happy. You can have 10 mansions and be on every magazine cover and be the most miserable person in the world. I have clients who have been there. They're not there anymore. I have celebrity clients. So I, oh, my God, what they've gone through. The thing they thought they wanted brought them nothing but pain. So mm. I'm not saying those things are bad, but they cannot be the goal for you to have long-term success in a business because the entire point of a business is not to make a profit although you need to make a profit you do to stay in business it's a function of the business to keep the resources moving the purpose of a business is to solve someone's problem or give them a new experience or help them transform in some way right so you might sell nice tires you might uh sell ebooks you might be a life coach or a holistic coach, or you might be Tony Robbins. But whatever it is, you, you need to be sure that your head and your heart and your soul is in service to the client. I cannot stress this enough. If you make love your system, you'll have all the money you need to hire the people to do all the stuff that you don't like to do. Now, that won't happen for a lot of people overnight, although it could. Because we have been conditioned to believe that money is more important than life. Right. And that is the problem. Yeah. Money, you can't eat money and you can't, you, you can't marry money. You can only have a good relationship with money. But that good relationship with money comes from having a good relationship with yourself. It's all the right. same. The right. systems in your business reflect how your mind's working. Yeah. The money in your bank account reflects your ability to receive. Right? The clients and people you attract reflect what you're putting out. You're always right. getting back what you give. So if you give 100%, hire people like you to set up the marketing, right? Right. You're, you're going you're gonna to really, really excel. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. But what I found for me personally was that I'm a people person. I'm a who person. I, I, I know I could, I'm one degree from about everyone in the world, and I could make a map of it. It's really true. Heads of state, celebrities, one degree. And if I don't know the person personally, I know someone that knows them. But this is from building a Rolodex since I was 15 years old, literally 15 years old. I've been collecting cards and putting them. Now they're in the all over the systems in the cloud. But collecting right. names and addresses and phone numbers. And then consistently staying in touch with people and giving them really good content. Right. So... There's that. So anyway, I know you have more questions. I could go on and on and on, but I don't, I don't <laughs> no, know that I, did I answer your question. I Absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes for sure. Okay. 
you know, yeah. you, based off of who we're talking to and you, you almost segued to it uh, for us, but have you ever in that 24 year journey, I mean, you've had some really cool experiences that you've started to share with us, but have you ever had to throw a Hail Mary in your business where it was just like, whatever you could do to keep going? Like, did you have any of those moments? Yeah, the crying on the floor because you don't know how you're going to make payroll moments. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had lots of those. So I'll tell you what, what happened. This was before I did that launch, the first launch where I was in Paris. And I went, oh, we made 50 grand, honey. Like, I think we should do a bigger launch. He's like, what the huh? <laughs> what are you doing? That's when he's like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing? Will you teach me? I'm like, of course. And he's like, this is crazy. This is amazing. I think he was the one that turned me on to Jeff Walker, actually. So thank you, Wesley. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, ask me that question again, because I, I had something come through, but I want to hear the question again. Just uh, if you've had a, a, a moment where you had to throw a Hail Mary just to be able yeah, to yeah, make right. it and keep going. Yeah. So when before I did those launches, I, this is probably when I first started my business, like really decided to commit to it in my early 30s. I had started in my late 20s, but I really in my early 30s had said to myself, Beth, you you got to get real about this. And my husband at the time was very supportive. And he would say to me all the time, and he would say, careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it. Just stay the path, stay the course. Every day he'd be like, you got it, go get it, be of service. So he was wonderful moral support. And uh, he even loaned me some money and helped me out with the business. You know, he was really a supporter. So that that's one thing, have someone in your corner. But nevertheless, I would wake up on most days with my heart racing and sweating bullets. And I would I would have to take a walk almost every morning for a couple hours just to calm down. I was so anxious. Now I now know this is from trauma from my childhood. And God yeah. knows back then, I wish I'd gone and just gotten trauma therapy. It would have solved a lot of problems in my life. Right. Really, a lot of these crunch moments we get into, being short on money, short on time, not knowing how we're going to pay people, all that drama is from childhood. Because when you're psychologically healthy, you don't create that stuff usually. Right. And if it does happen, it's like, well, whatever, you know, it'll pass. I got to that place finally. I did get therapy and I, I, I found out why I was so anxious and I don't need to go into that now. That's a whole other story. But <laughs> I identified the source of anxiety from some childhood experiences where I had felt I had failed, where I felt I had let people down, where I felt victimized, where I felt uh, burdened. And the business journey was bringing it up. So one of the things that happens um, in those moments where you're, you're really stressed out is whatever isn't healed in you, whatever you're out of integrity with internally will be mirrored to you either in your business, your romantic partnership, or both. Those two areas are the most stress-inducing parts of our life. Um, romantic relationships because they trigger our deepest connections to our family of origin and any unresolved patterns there, fears of abandonment, blah, blah, blah. And then business triggers all our unresolved money nonsense, money misbeliefs, money crap. You know, it's called money crap. And <laughs> the majority of people I meet, the majority of people I meet have such a distorted dysfunctional, almost abusive relationship with money. 
Right. Um, they think it's about the money. How am I, you know, I, when clients come, to, in fact, I don't get many clients like this anymore because it just, I'm, I find it boring actually, but <laughs> I do, I know it's bad. It's from, maybe I'm older. I'm a little more, I don't know, seasoned. So I'm a little less willing to deal with certain things. Well, when clients kind of be like, how am I going to get some clients? And I say to them, not like that. You're not going to get any clients. <laughs> ah, the first thing you're going to do is figure why you're so freaked out. Then we can talk about how you're going to attract the right people. But you don't get anyone. And I don't know about you, but if someone's trying to get me, I run away. (laughs) (laughs) Stop, you know, stop like trying to close me and address my objections and push me to sale. And I always, I love being on sales calls because every now and then I'll get in the mood and I'll book a couple just to see what the salesperson does. I don't, I sometimes have any intention of buying a thing. And I'll tell them flat out, I have no intention of buying anything. I just want to see how well you do selling me. Go. And so some of them were like, really? I'm like, yeah, just I may end up buying. And sometimes I'd end up buying the thing. And I was very happy with my purchase. Very. And I was like, see, see how that works if you're not attached. And uh, so we were giving each other pointers, me and these salespeople. And I, um, I would listen on these sales calls. They would ask me questions. And I would notice some of the salespeople were kind of manipulative or they'd get kind of sticky, or they try to um, use the old marketing ploy of um, lowering my self-esteem, right? Trying to make me feel insecure, trying to um, create doubt or confusion. Well, I don't have any patience with any of that. I, I would just go, what are you doing? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, just talk to me straight. I don't have time for these games, you know? And they're like, whoa. I'm like, I don't I don't think you ought to do this on sales calls personally. I got, is this what you're, how's your, how's, your, how's your closing rate? And they're like, oh, my closing rate's like 20%. I'm like, this is why. Do you want to get to 50%? They start laughing, you know? So I always want to help people, but I also want to learn other techniques. And then, of course, I'd have sales calls where the person was so clearly interested in truly helping me solve my problem and that goes a distance when you can tell someone's listening they reflect back to what they heard because they probably took good notes they wrote down notes or type notes or they may even told me i'm typing notes if you hear me typing they'd reflect it back and then often would offer me free coaching like whether or not I, they say something like, I'll tell you about our program or I'll tell you about our offer in a moment, but I have a, I have two or three suggestions for you. Would you like them? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Well, you could do this, this, and this, or you've got this problem. You could do this thing and you could, you know, whatever. But they give me like three things that were actionable. And I was so impressed by that, the generosity of it, right? Right. And And so that's one of the ways in which I really learned um, how to connect with people in my business. Now, did I answer your question? I don't know if I answered your question. I yeah, feel like I now so. I'm down a rabbit hole. Okay. My whole <laughs> rabbit hole blah, blah, blah. What was I talking? This is age. I'm telling you. I just forget. <laughs> it's hormonal. I, you know, it's like all of a sudden I'll be talking. Like, what was I talking about? Yeah. No, no it, it's great. Let's keep going. Do okay, you want to yeah. get the next one? Yeah, yeah. I'll, get the, I'll okay. get the next one. So, what was the marketing principle that changed the course of your business? Mm. Really? Okay. <laughs> I have an answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only do what satisfies me. There's not a single thing in my life I do that I don't want to do. 
even difficult things, I check in with myself to be sure they're the right thing to do. And when they are, I don't resist them. So I'm in alignment with whatever I have to do, whether it's gathering up papers for my accountant, you know, Beth, send me this form, what have you, you know, I, and I'm usually the only one that knows where to find stuff like that. Or, you know, I can, (laughs) I don't have a proxy to go to the DMV for me. So I make an adventure out of it. Um, So there's, you know, doctor's appointments and various things we need to do. And so I have learned to make everything an adventure, be curious about everything in my life, resist nothing, surrender to the process. And the other biggest principle, in addition to only doing what satisfies or fulfills me, because invariably I'm modeling for other people, just do what you want to do. Why would you do anything you don't want to do? And that's what Bill Glazer, my mentor, taught me. He would say to me, Beth, why would you ever do anything you don't want to do? There's people to do all the things you don't want to do that love doing those things. So that's the ultimate system is, is ditch whatever's irrelevant. Delegate what has to get done that isn't your core genius and spend 85 to 90% of your working life on your genius. Now, my genius is speaking and writing and coaching. Right. I do very little admin. My free time is spent reading and writing and creating content for my clients because I'm a content person. I'm a content producer. That's my that's my genius is creating content and creating content that helps people have a breakthrough. So that's what I want to do with my time. And I also love marketing. So I love having time to do marketing and I still haven't cleared my calendar enough to get back to it. But I told (laughs) my team, I said, you know, one of my favorite things is the marketing I want to be writing copy. I want to get more videos out there. Um, I want to do more speaking gigs. I want to do more of that stuff. And it, and I have all these opportunities and, and no time, which is a delicious situation to have. <laughs> um, but my my coaching schedule, if you saw my Google calendar, you'd, you'd be like, you'd have a headache. So good, good Lord, I have a lot of energy. Thank you. But I look at my calendar each morning and I'm like, really? what am I doing? Right. I need a better system. So just the other day, my assistant said to me, my assistant of 18 years, Jennifer, she said, Beth, we need to have another meeting and clear your calendar. And then my head coach on my team says to me last night, we had a quick chat late at night uh, to check in about a a project we're working on. And uh, she says, you know, I really want to help you clear that calendar. There's not enough time in there for you to do your creative stuff. So the other amazing thing about bringing in the right people is they actually are looking for ways to systematize things for you, right? So I'm surrounded by a team where their whole mindset is, how do we make life easier for Beth so she can do her genius because I'm the business owner, so I pay their bills, and they're right they, you know and if, right. if we want to keep getting paid and you know and all, everyone on my team gets commissioned i i don't care who it is you know they could be the webmaster they close a sale they're going to get commission for that right and i also empower my team to fix mistakes i said if it's under a thousand dollars just fix it i don't care just fix it usually it takes 75 dollar bouquet of flowers and a nice note for me And I've done that when mistakes have happened. I send the client flowers and a thank you note and a gift. And sometimes those clients will come back. They'll drop $30,000, $40,000 with us over the course of a couple of years just because we fixed a mistake. So my team is, I don't micromanage. I don't check up on them. I don't have time and I don't care. 
I always say to them, I'm like, I don't care how you get the job done. Just don't break the law. Don't forge my name. I once, I once had someone on my team start forging my name to, for some tax problem they were having. I had to fire them because it's a felony, but whatever. I, I, I didn't. I, I love the person. I did. I knew they were in a tough spot. So I just said, you know, I have to fire you because this is illegal, but I'm not going to turn you into the authorities. You're welcome. You know, and then she just snapped. She's like, I'm the only person on your team you can trust. I'm like, okay. All right, you really need to go now. Um, <laughs> you're forging my name. I don't think that's an act of trust. Anyway, right. so that stuff happens, right? You're going to lose some. And she's a lovely person, but sometimes, you know, people get in bad spots. And you as a business owner, some of your employees start counting up the money and they feel entitled to it. Right. So they need to go. The minute anyone is entitled, I fire them. First, I have a talk with them. But if they're not willing to integrate or go into a different position or figure out why they're entitled, they need to leave because we're a team and we're working collectively. We have a mission, which is bring the consciousness of life purpose to the world. And everyone on the team is aligned with that mission. And we meet every Tuesday, almost without fail. We have for years, the whole team meets and we figure out what our priority projects are and who's doing what the team's always coming up with. Hey, you know, we don't need these three softwares you're paying for anymore. This new thing does the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So fix it. And, you know, so they're always looking ways to streamline, innovate and reach yeah. more of the right clients. And I, I'm like, great. And that's the kind of team you want where you can just empower people like, oh yeah, that's great. I have a, uh, Three web people. I'm a webmaster. I have two webmasters and like a web person. She's in training from one of the webmasters. And um, they probably all told put in 80 hours a month for me, 80 to 90 hours a month, these web people, because I'm always doing stuff. And I don't use click funnels. Like we build everything custom. We own everything. We build everything custom. Our online school, we built it ourselves. It's on our platform. Like I don't pay subscriptions for our content. Um, and all the stuff on Facebook is backed up in three different places in case Facebook goes out of business or they decide to deplatform me because me and my big mouth, you know. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I, I, you know, it could happen. We're living in that world now, unfortunately. So um, I just really empower the team to fulfill the mission. And as a result, um, I've never had to, no one's ever left my team. It, this is strange. I mean, I've just been realizing this probably over the past five years. No one has left the team unless I fired them. In 24 years of business, I've never had anyone, oh, screw this and walk. And one time I had this young guy, Kevin, who worked for me. He worked for me for maybe eight or nine years, and then he decided to start his own business, which I was hugely supportive of. I was so excited for him. He's such a creative, beautiful person. And he was my assistant, and he stayed on top of all the project management. He was that kind of genius with a timeline. And um, he, he came and worked with me. And one day he sent me this email, and he said, Beth, I was reading this article about leaders and you have all the qualities and he attached the article and I read the article and I was, I thought to myself, Oh, this is something you just have or you don't. Not everyone is built to be a leader. It's facts. They're not. 
And the fact of the matter is there's way less leaders than followers because everybody can't be a leader Then who's, you know, and, and nor do you have to be a leader. I never wanted to be a leader ever. I still am like, oh, it's so much responsibility. People are constantly projecting nonsense onto you and telling you how to do your business, right? Run your life and, you know, and trying to, I, I, always, I always say to people, give me unsolicited advice. I'm like, well, do you think you could do it better? Would you like to take over? You be my guest. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not paying you. It's a free job. It's an internship. But if you think you can do it better, go ahead. And they're like, oh, never mind. I'm like, I thought so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I pay my coach. My my business coach is 500 bucks an hour. You know, I had a coaching session with her on Saturday and I had to PayPal her 1500 bucks. You know, I get I get real help yeah. for me. So some of those qualities of leadership are being able to hold a vision, empowering people to take leadership of their work, not micromanaging people, not getting upset about mistakes. Like if someone makes a mistake, I'm like, good. What did you discover? Who cares? Right. Like, oh my God, right. the email has the wrong link. I'm like, great. It's another opportunity to communicate with our community. Great. <laughs> Fix the link. Who cares? Right. That's really my attitude. This is it. This isn't brain surgery. It's it's fun. Business is supposed to be fun. Business is a creative adventure to expand your soul and to serve other people. That's its entire point. And business, if you're stressed in business, it's just showing you all your own dysfunction that you need to clean up. You do the inner work and the business gets easier and easier and easier and easier until it becomes magical. Right. And right. And you're in that phase. And magic is you're being of service. It's all lining up, not overnight. Right. I've been in business 24 years. So to other people, it's like, oh, it's so easy for you. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, the joke was in the Glazer Kennedy group. Oh, I'm remembering this joke. <laughs> So the guys would all be in a circle and they, you know, as soon as I came in the room, they'd start talking about their emotional issues. It's like, wherever you go, there you are. And they'd be in the hot seat and people would be sharing. And I'm like, I think you need to spend more time with your wife. That's my feedback. And the guy would start crying. Oh my God. I was, he would start crying. I have the same. I'm like, well, if you want to see me on break, I can tell you what you can do. So your wife will never leave your side. I mean, unless you want her to. Okay. Unless you need some free time in the man cave, like come talk to me. So, so the guys in there, they get up there and they present their plans and then they come to the next meeting and they'd be like, I did it. I made $4 million. <laughs> and I would just sit there and go, huh. And, um, and the guys were always, you know, joking around and, and they would say, Hey, want to shadow me for a day? It's 50 K. And it became this running joke. You want to shadow me for a day? You think you can do it? Come shadow me and see what I do. See what I do. Right? Because most beginning business people, I would say in business one to five, six years, if they try to stay solo operations, they really can't grow. And it's fine to stay solo if you want to have a, you know, a sweet, tidy boutique coaching business, which I... I support whatever someone wants to create. But if you have a really big mission and you have a big vision, you're going to need team and you're going to need to put in the elbow grease. And I don't know that many people nowadays, because of the way our culture has become so 
freaking entitled and lazy and narcissistic and oh my god the amount of work actually required to actually achieve anything now i was a competitive athlete which i hated to the hated it and i really wished you know i i I was upset with my mother about it at the time but now i'm so grateful and she was smart that way she said i know you're not going to like it but one of the conditions of me being your mother, she talks to me, one of the conditions of me being your mother is that I have two main requirements if you want to live in this house. I was like, okay, what? You have to do a sport and you have to play an instrument. And you might hate it, but you will thank me later because it isn't really about how you play the sport or even how you play the instrument. It's about how you play life. And you need to learn to deal with competition. You need to learn to deal with difficulty. And you have to learn to deal with repetition. Because the only way you get better at anything is drills. Drills. And then one of my mentors and friends, Suzanne Evans, who you're probably familiar with of Driven Inc. She's a business coach. And she would say, success comes from doing the same tedious things over and over and over until you hit the mark. And then putting systems in place to, you know, take away the tedious things that, that can be handled by a system. But it's really true. And so I would say to the beginning business person, if you don't want to lose your mind, you have to start by putting all your vacations in your calendar first. That's a system. Don't work seven days a week. That's mental and insane. And I can tell you that's how you <laughs> die young. It is. I gave me cancer. The stress of working. I just, and I love to work. And I had other problems. I found out I had some genetic issue that they finally have solved. Thank God. But it didn't help because genes have on off switches, right? And so you can have, I had a latent genetic tendency to a certain kind of hormonal cancer problem, which is fine, which I've lived with for now, I don't know, 15 years or something. Um, under control, but it's finally coming to like a resolution because of the advances in genetics. But the stress like flipped on that cancer gene. I had multiple cancer genes, but it flipped them on. And then I had to deal with cancer. So I'm not saying to your listeners like, oh, you're going to get cancer if you stress, but you could. Because the cause of most illness is emotional distress. Right. Now, the majority of illness, I'll tell you right now, is from childhood trauma. And the majority of business failings is from childhood trauma. In fact, everything is from what happened in those first seven years that's in your unconscious that you don't even remember. And if you clear, I tell everyone, if you just clear up those first seven years, your life will, you won't even recognize it because you won't be anxious anymore. You won't be trying to get validation from people. I mean, that's a sickness. Right. Oh, I got 50 likes. I'm like, still? Did anyone buy anything? (laughs) (laughs) We got 85,000 likes. I'm like, great. How much money did you make? How many (laughs) lives did you trade? Right. I get likes. Like, ah, I still don't get it. You know, and I have social media and it's grown over these 24 years. I mean, it would be massive if I actually put some effort into it, but I haven't had time. And again, I care, but I don't care. I don't. My focus is on what makes me satisfied and my focus is on helping my clients set up a life that fulfills them. And so some of my clients have very complex systems, you know, multi-million dollar businesses, they have big teams. And then other of my clients, they have a team of three people and right. they're doing a million and a half a year with them and three people. Right. Right. So 
the real system is you and the systems built into your body. And that's the work I do with people is I show you the genetic structure of your business, which is built into your DNA. And everybody has a different business structure. And then you know what it is. And then, and then you know what to build and then you're not wasting time. I mean, if you're, I've had clients like Russell Brunson, they need a very different kind of system set up than someone like me. I use the technology because it saves a lot of time, but I'm not always, Oh, how do we innovate? How do we innovate? How do we innovate technology and funnels? And Oh, how many people click the replay? I don't know. Right. I don't care how many people click the replay. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, we'll use that version of the video. Great. You know, <laughs> you know I very, and, and I try to be more attentive to the numbers because I'm finding as I get older, it's really effective for me to actually take the data in and look at where we're improving and where we could improve for sure. But, you know, I, I, I think a big, big part of success, that one of the biggest, biggest parts of success of success in the world is that you're at peace with yourself. Because right. the most magnet, and that's what I felt with you, Michael, the first time we interacted. It's a very special quality, and it's achievable for anyone who wants it. But the, the quality is being so at peace with the fact that this entire journey is a cosmic joke. Right. And we're all going to die. <laughs> you're all going to die, but you're eternal because your consciousness goes on. This is a proven fact. Your consciousness is actually matter. It's actually molecular. It actually leaves your body when you die. This has been proven scientifically. So religion and science say the same thing. Life, death, life cycle. And so it's this weird paradox and I was just sharing this with my clients recently in one of our group calls that you have to kind of hold the, the opposites all the time. For example, inside of you, you have a demon and an angel. Heaven and earth are inside of you. And which one are you like the story of the wolf? Which one are you feeding the bad wolf or the good wolf? What are you feeding the demon or the angel? Because they live inside of you. So in the same way, you kind of need to hold that it's very serious and it requires a lot of commitment and devotion and and intention to grow a successful business. And you really have to feel some uncomfortable feelings and have difficult conversations. And you really have to be willing to live in a vibration of truth, which is uncomfortable until you get used to it. Uh, real right. truth, like soul truth, which doesn't yeah. mean just telling everybody everything, but but timing, everything, timing, waiting getting to know people, not pushing things, not forcing results, trusting, surrendering to the process and being very, very committed and serious about your success. So that's one thing you get to hold. But the other thing you need to hold is it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Who cares? It matters so much to you for the development of your soul. Right. Right. That's what matters is the development of your soul. That's the most important thing to you. But like what happens? You know, one day the earth isn't even going to be here. The sun's going to die out. You, you know what I mean? Like we were so attached as humans. We think we're gods, you know, we think <laughs> it's absurd, you know, 
like, oh, you know, it's the humans. We're going to live forever. And we're, you know, we're this. And we're, I'm like, oh, it's all ego nonsense. <laughs> a little speck of dust in an infinite universe that doesn't care one way or the other what you do. It's up to you to make the meaning in your life. You make that meaning. You right. make things meaningful. And when your life is deeply, deeply meaningful, important, and fulfilling to you, everyone around you picks up on that. And you know what? They're vibrational. Right. They're going to have one or two reactions to you. They're going to say, ooh, I'd like some of that. Right. She's so calm. Michael's so calm. Lexi's so calm and knowledgeable and supportive. I want to be around people like you. Or they run in the other direction because they, in some level, know, oh, I'm not ready yet. Right. Right. And that's all. I'm not ready. It's okay. Haven't you not been ready? And how many times have I not been ready? And sometimes I ran away and it was totally the right thing to do. And I dodged a bullet, as they say. <laughs> I dodged hopefully a rubber bullet or a paint gun bullet. But nevertheless, right. I dodged the paintball. And then other times it's like, oh, I really blew that. That was a great opportunity that I said no to out of fear. Right. And I just waited and surrendered to the process and felt my feelings and done my homework, I wouldn't have run from that. So to me, it, the real spiritual evolution for the business owner is holding on the one hand that this is very serious because when you die, your soul goes back into the field and what kind of consciousness are you contributing to the evolution of the universe itself? Now that's the stuff I think about. I want to be a contribution to your evolution and the evolution of life itself in the universe. Right. And I have no idea how that'll look or if I'll even succeed in this lifetime. But I was thinking just last night before this interview, I was thinking to myself how this is so funny. I was just thinking this last night. I was thinking about how I just started my business all those 24 years ago. And I was thinking, I'm so glad I gave it a shot. Yeah. I just went for it. And so I right. tell my clients, I'm like, just put one foot in front of the other. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep go, 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 go. Don't stop. Don't look down. Go, go, go. And you get tired, take a nap, take a vacation, and then get back up and go, go. Right. That's it. <laughs> and and don't, don't get in your head about it. Don't get into other people drama. I don't Men don't seem to do that as much as women. Men have their own <laughs> right? Just to talk about the genders, and I'm totally generalizing, but my observation of men in business is they can get really hard driving and competitive, and I had to kill the competition and killer copy, and we killed it. We, I'm like, oh, my God, like, go over there. So <laughs> that's great, but that's not how I, I'm not here to kill anything, okay? <laughs> and then you have women who are like, Oh my God, did you see how she's dressed? And oh, can you believe she, <laughs> I mean, she believes she showed that much cleavage? And who does she think she is with those red fingernails? And oh my God, ladies, knock it off. You know, women are like <laughs> dragging each other down and being competitive because women, this is a true thing with women. This has been psychologically studied. It's called the power dead even rule. So if the women are at the water cooler, and one of the women shining and someone says, hey, Sally, what happened yesterday on your date? Oh, he proposed. Look at my ring. And it's this giant thing or something. And the other women are like, oh, that's nice. But they're, the single ones are jealous. 
Right. So next thing Sally knows, her project gets sabotaged. She doesn't get the promotion. That's the crap women do. <laughs> toxic masculinity? <laughs> yeah, toxic femininity. They both exist. Right. Toxic masculinity is, uh, you know, we, well, we see it on the news every day. Uh, certain, world <laughs> leader, certain world leaders uh, who should be nowhere near an army, you know, doing their thing. And then you've got toxic femininity, which is, see, toxic masculinity in business is that killer, I mean, to kill the competition. I'm like, what competition? What are you talking about? <laughs> there is no competition. What is, it's a made up concept. What are you doing? Yeah, there's competition in a race and it's for fun. It's a game. That's why it's called a game. <laughs> a business is a game. And guess what? Life's a game too. And the, 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 the game isn't to beat someone. The game is to improve your own personal best. That's the game is to be a better you. So there's nobody out there. There's nothing to compete against. So that's toxic masculinity in a nutshell. It's just ruthless killer competition and then the toxic femininity in business is this manipulation subterfuge passive aggressive gossip nonsense you know taking people's inventories judging people all that and and so i really encourage you know business owners starting out to do two main things get crystal clear on what your soul wants to do to serve others Right. That's the first thing. And then number two, and really the most other, they're so, both so important. I mean, I could go on and on, but the, I'm thinking the two most important things, right. know your purpose, know your life's purpose. It's, it's the only game in town. It's the, you know, in human design, it's the only fight there is, is for your purpose. There is no other fight. All the other fights are nonsense. What are you fighting for? Why are you fighting with anyone? Right. I don't fight with people. I didn't, why? Like that's if people want to fight with me, they're just trying to off some tension or something. <laughs> they are, they are. You know, they're like, oh, Beth. Well, I think. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, well, do you feel better now that you got that off your chest? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not going to fight with you. This is your deal. You're the one that's upset. I'm not upset. I'm fine. <laughs> so sometimes I get upset, but I'm not upset. So know your purpose, and then the most important thing, number two, is the people you choose. The people you choose. You, you, you must surround yourself with people who not only get the vision, but whom you trust and who trust you and who are experts in the role you put them in, especially starting out in business because you don't have a lot of resources to train people. So when you're first starting out, I recommend getting expert, an expert copywriter or an expert Facebook ads person or whatever it is you're needing for whatever campaign or project you're working on. Um, get the right expert help because right. actually in the beginning um, that'll save you a lot of time. But then as you move along, you may find that some of those things you've delegated, you actually really love doing yourself or no you, you have people on your team that say, Hey, I want to take ownership of that. Can, give it to me. Okay. So that's what I would say. Number one, you have to know why you incarnated. You need to know your mission and your purpose. And obviously I can help you with that. And number two, <laughs> right, that's what I do. And number two is surround yourself with the people who are going to help you grow your business. Because as Bill Glazer also repeatedly said to myself in the group, he would say the true way to build wealth and generational legacy wealth is through the gifts and efforts of other people. 
Right. You cannot build your empire by yourself. There's no way. Right. I mean, yeah. I have now 14 people on my team. And I'd say seven of them, they have almost full-time jobs trying to get all the stuff done for the company. Right. And when I first started out, I did every single job. I taught right. myself copywriting. I taught myself sales. And I'm really glad I did. It took me, you know, three to five years. I learned all those skills. And I'm not saying I, I don't know that I would do it again. Now with what I know. I you know get, too much. I would just get another credit card and hire people and take the risk. Right. No, I would. I mean, I, right. I spent, you know, I borrowed $300,000 from PayPal. The SBA is giving me hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've used credit cards. Like, whatever it takes to get going. Right. And and I, thank you. I would always say thank you to the I love the credit card companies. Thank that's you. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> right? So those are my that's really my yeah. So I know we're at time. I have to go to another call. So <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we are excited to be able to direct people to you. We'll put oh, uh, any you. links that you'd like underneath and uh sure. and everybody can find their way to you and I uh, hope that they go and look you up if sure. uh, if Beth is calling to your soul, then go check her stuff out and go see what she's doing. We'll see how she can help you. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Thank Beth. Thank you. This is a pleasure. So and much. congratulations to all the business owners out there that are working with you. Thank you for so the much. right help. What you all do. I mean, I think <laughs> you're amazing. We have to have a separate call. I need to find out about what you do. Absolutely. <laughs> so I can tell, I can tell my community about your services because Indeed. the main thing they need is marketing help and systems. Indeed. It is. That's I the main it. outside help they need. So thank you so much and uh, have a beautiful rest of the week and I'll see you soon. Okay. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.